All right. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to us. This is Ari Fleeman with the 6 a.m. Run podcast. I am joined, as always, with the, the man, the myth, the legend, Hami Mahani, our founder, CEO, guru of, of all things nutrition and early runs. If we had video, you guys would see him blushing. And today we're taking a little spin, but really excited to have our guest on here. He is a little new to 6AM Run or the 6AM Run family, but hopefully you've seen some of his posts, you've seen his journey. Um, and we're really excited to have him in and, and kind of go a little bit deeper into that journey and what he's been doing and what he's he's hoping for. And, you know, as always, hoping this is an entertaining listen for your, your run and for whenever you're listening as well. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce Ben. Um, and Ben, if you want to just kind of jump in and say a quick hi, a quick little bit about you. Yeah. Hi, uh, everyone. My name is uh, Ben. And yeah, I just started recently taking the 6AM products and really was blown away, taken from the get-go. And and I was telling Hami this too. I It was a situation for me uh, before taking the products that you know, Hami on social media and Ari, you know, the work that you guys do, you kind of get to sit back and kind of see the product of the product first, you know, and, and the work ethic and uh, the 6am, you know, I was a member of, of the, the group for a while and the, the posts are motivating and, you know, the products knew they were great from what I heard. And so finally I was like, now it's the time to pull the trigger. And, you know, for me, I wanted something that uh, I could just jump right into. I got a half marathon coming up March 26th. So I said, you know, I need to try these products, you know, give them a go. And right away from the first, you know, first one marathon, 6 a.m., got that in and it just changed things for me. So I actually just put another order in today. So the products are just fantastic. So I'm excited. That's awesome. And I love it. You know, th- th- thank you again for that. And it's exciting to have you on this because um, anyone who's listened to the podcast before and, and, you know, has listened to any of the real early episodes or the times we did on Facebook Live, um, and even some of the fun that we've, we've had a lot of people on kind of our, you know, go-tos, you know, we had our Sonia's, we've got our, I think we had our Ranger Smitty, you know, we, we've got people who have been with us for a really long time. And I think it's always fun to kind of catch up with somebody who's a little newer to our group um, or, or even to the products and just, you know, kind of get a fresh perspective. So um, Ben, again, really, really excited to have you on. And which race do you have on in March? So there's one, in, it's in uh, my area and it's called, I can't remember what it's called, but it's on March 26th and it's in like the North Allegheny area. I think it's called just, I think it's actually called a shorter run or something like that. <laughs> it's, it's a half marathon distance that I chose. And um, so I chose that one. It's the earliest spring race of that distance I've ever done because I'm doing the Pittsburgh marathon in May. So wow. that was the other reason I wanted to, t- this was a timely for me to try out the products now because with some of the goals that I have and kind of really just leaning into the training, the process of everything that I've been doing up to this point, and again, I've, I've known Hami for a while now. And again, with the, you know, know, knew about the products, talked to him about the products and just his character is what kind of built the products up even more. So and like I said, I, when I got them, now I'm like, I'm in. Uh, and I'm super excited to have them on my journey in for this half marathon and then to help me assess things for me moving forward to the Pittsburgh Marathon because that's kind of my first A race of the year. But yeah, I forget what this one's called. But I just know it's on, Mar- on March 26th. <laughs> have you done the Pittsburgh one before? Yes. So I did the Pittsburgh half marathon and, you know, this is part of my journey kind of going way back a little bit, but yeah, my first half marathon was the Pittsburgh marathon in 2013 and then got into the full distance, uh, in 2015. And, um, so 2015 to 2017, I did, uh, two marathons a year and wow. one was the Pittsburgh marathon. And then the other one was, uh, called the Erie Prescott marathon in Erie. And uh, after 2017, I actually took a break from the marathon distance. And then I did a half marathon, the Philly half marathon. And now I'm really excited to get back into uh, the full and being in Pittsburgh this year. Very cool. Well, I'm going to try to hold my comments because I'm from Cleveland and we talked a little bit before the, the podcast. And thankfully, I don't think there's a huge rivalry. Like I know you're a basketball guy between, you know, Cleveland and Pittsburgh basketball, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll save our comments since football season's over uh, to maybe after the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> ben, are you, are you an everyday runner? Do you run daily? Yeah. So right now I'm doing six days. Uh, Sundays are my day off. And, you know, running for me, as time's gone on since 2013, running's really transitioned into 
uh, a purpose and it's really transitioned into a job. I mean, it's really, I mean, it's a job I want to do, but I run six days a week and, you know, there's been different seasons of, of my life and, and in my running journey. You know, there were times where a couple of years ago I did a run streak and I ran for, I, I think it was over 365 days or, or maybe a little wow. less than that, but I did a run streak at one point. And there's been different, you know, years where I've done five days or six days pretty consistently. And I've had a couple of times, in, you know, when when things are and you're kind of down in the hills and valleys a little bit, you take some time off whether you want to or you have to. But like right now, I've been very consistent since last June, especially. Uh, and I'm going six days a week. A That's week. Awesome. So, yeah. Awesome. So, Ben, you know, again, for those who don't know, and, and hopefully people have started seeing you, you know, you're posting as, as you're, you know, been posting a bit about our yeah. products and posting in the group. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, your your running journey or just the journey? I know you, you gave us a quick update before an email, but, you know, for those who aren't aware. Yeah, so running journey for me started in 2013, actually, and I mentioned uh, 2013 Pittsburgh Half Marathon was uh, my first bigger race. I did, I think, a 5K some point prior to that. But in 2013, January 9th of 2013, I actually was home alone uh, where my wife and I, now wife, we were engaged at the time. And I fell, uh, I was home alone. I fell down a flight of stairs into our basement and I ended up suffering a a brain injury, pretty significant Mm -hmm. brain injury. And I was home alone. And I don't remember this. I don't, I don't, you know, this isn't an actual memory. I just know that I was home alone. I know the morning of waking up that day and then after that was nothing. She found me when she got home at 4.30, which literally for her is clockwork as a teacher, and found me. And you know, I ended up going to the hospital and spent 18 days there. And after I was out of the hospital, the kind of journeys where it really all started is I had signed up for the Pittsburgh Half Marathon prior to my brain injury. So I was training for it. And I was transitioning for a, from a life of growing up in basketball was, was my life. It was my passion. It was what I thought I was going to do. And so I had already signed up for the Pittsburgh Half Marathon. And the doctors told me that, you know, they said, listen, you know, we don't want you to run this half marathon. Oh, wow. and at the time, I thought, okay, you know, I had a brain injury. That makes sense medically. Like, yeah, it might, might be a good idea. And... So I called the Pittsburgh Marathon and I, I said, you know, hey, my doctors are saying I can't run the race. And they said, okay, well, for you to get your money back, you have to uh, sell it. And that was a defining moment for me because I was like, you know what? I can't have someone run my race, right? Metaphorically, but also sure. I just can't have someone run my race. I'm not going to take some $100. Like this is my race. So that was a defining moment for me that I decided, you know what? I'm going to run this half marathon. I signed up for it you know, I'm just going to run it. And so I did in eight weeks and I trained, uh, or I picked my training back up, ran for about eight weeks uh, when I got home. And that race was just all about literally just finishing. You know, uh, the good news was that there was no, the PR was finishing, you know, (laughs) Uh, all I knew was I was just going to run. And so that was the start of my journey, but I didn't run again until uh, another half marathon until the next fall. Because once I finished the first, you know, 13.1 13.1 miles. It was like such a great accomplishment, but I didn't have a vision yet. I didn't really know where it was going. So when it was over, I was like, great, now what? And I, you know, just had sustained this brain injury. I was engaged, you know, so many other things in life that my wife and I wanted to do. We were building all this stuff. So it took a little while for the running vision to build, but you know, I, I thank God that that's kind of where it all started. And then, like I said, after that, then in 2015, started getting into full marathons and just the vision and everything uh, picked up from there. Wow. Yeah, awesome. I, it just seems it's crazy to me just hearing that it's like you really were like i mean I, I think i would even i like to think i'm a very strong person but it just seems like right there from day one it was like there was no i, I can't even describe the word i'm looking for but it was like i don't know i feel like your drive and determination like it, it wasn't like you had to kind of overcome other hurdles it just seems from like that moment and i don't know it's very inspiring because i i don't even know if i'm that like i think i would even have to take a couple days to assess some things but it doesn't seem like you did that is was there something about you is it maybe sports in the past are you just a very competitive person yeah i mean i'm i'm definitely one of the most competitive people i know (laughs) and but you know i also did have hurdles growing up when I was six weeks old, I was diagnosed with meningitis encephalitis. Mm-hmm. And this was in 1986. And so at statistically, I think the actual statistic at that time was a 20% uh, survival rate. 
And uh, my mom was a single mom. And so growing up, you know, I was always kind of behind the eight ball and I always mm. had to, you know, overcome things. And so a lot of my journey is just so much of back and forth, back and forth of me assessing things and, you know, hindsight being 2021 and putting it all together. Uh, something that I call personal narrative, you know, and kind of looking at your past and, you know, just putting it all together. And But growing up, I was determined and I, and I was competitive because of of that, you know, and my mom, she would give me self, you know, talk and positive talk and things like that growing up and, you know, telling me that I was a miracle and special and all these different things. And it was just her and I. And But when I was about 11 years old, I suffered retinal necrosis in my right eye. And it was diagnosed originally as pink eye. And so because it was diagnosed as pink eye, the virus grew. Now, retinal necrosis, basically, it was the virus from meningitis. Uh, and it was the herpes simplex virus. And it's a virus that I still have to this day. It's dormant. And, but I lost sight in my right eye because I was diagnosed and given medication for pink eye, which caused it to grow because it was steroidal medication. But again, being the only child, I was in a situation early on that it was kind of, I was looked at it as I'm the man of the house, right? Mm -hmm. I don't have time to sulk. I don't have time to, you know, these are things, but I was also blessed in the sense that I was young enough and I was a kid that you can kind of, you know, overcome things a little bit. And you're kind of also focused on the things like, okay, great. You know, well, when can I get back on the basketball court? You know, when can I do this? Because originally, you know, my plan or my, what I thought was my purpose was to play basketball. And, you know, I, growing up, Reggie Miller was my idol, you know, and I, I loved Michael Jordan, but Reggie, there was something about Reggie Miller. Sure. Like he was, you know, Steph Curry for Steph Curry. And I thought I could be, you know, Reggie Miller. And sure. that's just where my focus was until literally prior to my brain injury. But I did have that competitiveness. I did have that drive, you know, and I, and, mm. and I did have that place to go, which was basketball for many years. And then but when I was 16, I lost sight in my uh, left eye for about four months and it was mm-hmm. the same virus, but they were able to save the vision. And I was still in that mindset that, and I was just, maybe it's a blessing, you know, that I, I was always encouraged and I was always uh, in a good mood. And, but I thought it's the second time I thought, okay, great. When can I get back on the basketball court? You know, <sighs> and it wasn't until after college uh, when things finally started to eventually slow down. And I realized that, you know, basketball is not going to be something I can do playing, but now what? And so I got into coaching in college and I really decided, and here's the thing with me, I'm either all in or not, you know, uh, with all of the decisions I've made and all the things I do, you know, and it's a pro and con, I guess, double-edged sword. But when I thought that coaching was the route to go, I coached basketball for about nine years and I said, okay, I'm going to coach from the bottom up and then, you know, get into high school, get into, you know, college and then get into professional, you know, and I, I was lucky to have idols like the coach. I, the first coach I worked with in camps and gave, you know, gave me a ch- a chance to, to coach and we grew and, and had a great bond. We still are great friends, but then having mentors like John Wooden, you know, and finding personal development. And so having these trying to be someone uh, like a friend of mine says, I'm just something standing on giants shoulders. Uh, but someone like John Wooden, you know, that you have and you look after that sets the bar so high. And so I was just so focused on that until the brain injury that shattered that, you know, and it changed it. And I just am lucky that running kind of not necessarily took basketball's place, but gave me something to compare basketball mm-hmm. to and realize what is my purpose versus what isn't my purpose, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I always had that drive because I was always in a position where in a way, it was kind of like, you know, fight or flight. You know, I was always in survival mode. And over the years, I've learned how to kind of turn that into a positive more, you know, each and every year. Yeah. Wow. I think there's always like like a good thing. I think some of the 80s, 90s babies obviously have a lot of will and determination. But I also think it's not a bad thing. I think also, too, we had to have that. Just my personal opinion. I think we kind of had to have that because we didn't have... The, I will say we didn't have the smarts, right? So we knew, I think we had to work harder or figure out ways to make things happen. What I will say, this society or generation, not society, this generation has that I don't think we necessarily had, obviously, is the access to information, right? So whereas we had to compete, where we had to, you know, I don't even know the words I'm trying to find, but I think you guys get what I'm trying to say. You know, this generation, if anything, works smarter, not harder, which is also not a bad thing either, right? But I think we just knew if we wanted to get to certain things, you know, we just, there there just was very few shortcuts back in the day, if that makes sense. 
Yeah. And you know what? And too, and this is something that really played a role for me. And after having my brain injury, there were many first couple of years, every morning I felt like the world around me was, you know, Windows 2000, you know, or Windows whatever. And I was, you know, Windows 95, wow. you know, there was so many, there was a long, long time in the process for me in the journey where I fell down this flight of stairs one time, you know, I literally had a physical injury one time, but for a lot of years, that mental mind shift, it, mm-hmm. and I was, I was in this part in time in, in my life. I mean, I was mm-hmm. still young enough, but, and I did have, you know, some of that stuff early on, like the cell phones and the computers and all that kind of stuff. But I was in a position that I literally just felt slower and I felt like I was behind, you know, every single day I fell physically once, but for a long time, I felt like every single day I was falling, you know, mm-hmm. cause I was behind and I wasn't recovering fast enough and I wasn't caught up enough, you know? And so I was kind of in no man's land for a long time. You know, wow. and like the, the access to things now is so much quicker. The development for me is getting myself and putting myself back into positions where I had to do everything by trial, trial and error, Makes where sense, yeah. they have access now to everything that's, Hey, Google, you know, <laughs> uh, we didn't have that before. So yeah, I completely agree. It's just a different, yeah, different thing. And I, and I also, I grew up with, uh, my grandfather's no longer around, but I mean, I grew up with my grandfather and he was like that. I mean, he was that, you know, that last generation that, that I know of, of, Hey, we're, you know, I'm going to give you a butt whooping, you know, I'm going to, and he would just snap his belt and he never did anything that got to me, but you know, he was just that fear, you know, and you can't do those kind of things now. So the times that were definitely different, you know, different parts of, of, of my life and the journey for sure. Yeah. What is right now for time of day? I, I think we'd be reminiscent if we didn't ask too. I, maybe we did, and I apologize if I missed it. What's your ideal time of day to run? And I think you said you go outside a lot, or is it outdoors running mostly? Or I think obviously we at the end of the day too, we are a running podcast. So I can't believe some of these people are. <laughs> I feel like we do sometimes yeah. forget, but we gotta we gotta ask too. Your your running kind of I guess uh, your running preferences, please. Yeah. Running preferences is, um, as soon as I wake up, um, <laughs> you know, and that's the thing about, I'll tell you, that's the thing about the 6am, the marathon. I mm-hmm. mean, especially, I mean, again, and not to, to hit this on the head, no pun intended, but I mean, if the brain injury, you know, I still, I'm sure there's still some days where I wake up and I'm foggy because I haven't had mm-hmm. enough rest or I, you know, I'm recovering in some way somehow because I run a lot and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I do need supplements. I do need nutrition that are meant to be that, that are hundred percent natural, that are very beneficial, that aren't artificial, you know, and I need something that can keep up with me yeah. or that can meet the standard that I want to have. And so from day one, taking that, you know, cause I work full-time and I run full-time, you know, I, right. I have two full-time jobs. So I try to get up around 4am, you know, and I try to get out the door depending on what the runs are and the training is, cause it's very specific stuff. You know, I try to get out by anywhere from 4.30 to 5.30 is when my runs start. So I need, I need something that's going to get me going right away. And I do run outside as much as I can. But since last June, my training has been so specific that this year I've fallen in, not, I don't say in love, but I mean, I, I've appreciated the treadmill a lot more <laughs> oh, yeah. because the, the other thing too is, I mean, for six months after my injury, I was quote, at risk to fall. Wow. My vestibular system was shattered. Uh, you have your your right and your left vestibular system, and mine was shattered, which I mean, still is. You can't grow that back. So I'd have to I'd had to work on balance and all that kind of stuff. So running outside for me, it's a risk versus reward thing, you know, in the winter mm-hmm. and when it's night out or uh, still dark out, etc. So I don't mind running the treadmill. I mean, it helps keep me focused. It's like do or die, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if I lose my balance on that thing or but whatever, I'm I'm gonna be thrown off of it, you know? So I, I kind of like that with training, but I run outside as much as I can, uh, yeah. especially right now in my training on lawn runs. I really make sure to try to get out there no matter the weather, unless it's, you know, an ice storm. Yeah. So I, I know, I know you and I talked a little bit about this and, and you've mentioned, or you kind of alluded to obviously, you know, some specific trainings, you've got the Pittsburgh marathon, you've got the one in North Allegheny as well. But I think you talked about a little bit about kind of your I don't want to say replacement for basketball, but you're talking about hopefully getting to the Olympics as well, correct? Yeah. You know, and for me, the Olympics is my goal. And it's actually been my goal since 2012. I wow. mean, another another part of the another another story, I guess you could say. But yeah, but yeah, it's been my goal since 2012. So it actually kind of started to be a goal before the brain injury. And, you know, as my vision's kind of grown, you know, originally after brain injury and you got into running, the original Olympic goal wasn't running. Uh, but then it went turned into running when I turned up, found out I couldn't do certain things because of balance and stuff. So then it became running. And 
for me though, it's kind of the bigger picture, you know, the big, I, and like, uh, Hami was saying earlier about my personality and that kind of stuff, the determination and things I can't see out of, of my right. eye. I can't hear it on my left ear, you know? So if I don't want to see someone I'm putting on my right side, if I don't want to hear someone I'm putting them on my left <laughs> side, right. So I don't care what anyone thinks about me. And now that I'm a, I'm a grown man, I have kids, I've, you know, I have a wife, family, friends. So there's things not to care about. Right. So I'm going to care for people. I'm going to love people more than what their opinion of me. Right, I'm going to love them more than their opinion of me. So having the Olympics as a as a goal, that'd be great. That's icing on the cake. But I'm going to put that as a goal to encourage others, because having the things that I've been through and ups and the downs, it's more about my life philosophy is to encourage others is to encourage ourselves to love others and love ourselves. You know, and so you're going to see the same person. I'm going to have the same character whether I get to the Olympics or not. But it's going to be the people in the journey that either have seen it or that are part of it. That's more important. So yeah, that's great. About that. And that keeps me kind of going and keeps me driven, you know, cause you have to have something like that when you are running on the treadmill or when you are running alone and you can't see anything too well. And you're like, am I seeing ghosts or, you know, that kind of stuff. You need <laughs> something that helps you, you know, to carry you through and carry you on. So no, um, that's huge. Yeah. And I think it's always good. I forgot what the actual message is, but there, there is that message of like, don't create a goal that's, easily attainable or, or, you know, it's like the difference between a to-do list and a goal, like a to-do list is, you know, easy to check off. And the goal is you got to push yourself, you got to reach for it, you know, and even if you don't attain it, it's still, it's something that, that drives you. I think that that's awesome. And and to your point, you know, can even drive others. Yeah. So if you don't mind me asking, and, and, you know, obviously please tell me, you know, but with the, the loss and vision and and like you said, the the impaired hearing, have you done any like adaptations to your running or, or any like what's been kind of the changes that you've had to do? Well, so I'll preface this part by saying that when my running journey first started, I was running from something. You know, I was running from brain injury. I wanted to get fixed. You know, I wanted to be my life. It, it wasn't hindsight, but my life was perfect before the injury. So being competitive, being driven, the lesson I had to learn for the for literally the first probably couple of years. I ran alone a lot, so much in the first couple of years. And I did have the first big goal or big, hairy, audacious goal, people say, but it was the Boston Marathon. But I did all the training alone and I ran two marathons a year alone. And so I always had, and I always thought about, you know, not being able to see out of, of my right eye, not being able to hear my left ear. And I always thought about, you know, in th- things of, you know, how is this affecting my balance when running this and that. But I will say that the more I did it, and this is maybe, you know, part of my blessing, part of my gift. I mean, I'm not saying I'm Elliot Kuchogi. I'm not saying I'm the best runner. But I mean, my first marathon was five hours and 49 minutes. My PR at the moment is three hours and 11 minutes. Wow. And oh. I didn't start seeking coaches until 2018. And I've been so blessed to have so many great people around me in the running community, socially, but also reaching out to people and asking them to be my mentors, asking them to be my running coaches. And that's some of my growth that I've had because, you know, you're talking about goals and things like that and having to have a bigger picture. It's like, yes, the Olympics is goals, but set your goals in stone and your plans in sand, right? And so basically it's saying, I like, well, I like that. Whatever you, whatever you are, pivot. You have to pivot every day. And that's my, literally my whole journey has been, you know, and Finally, last year in January, because we had, uh, you know, everyone went through COVID and everyone went through all of this, this chaoticness. And last year, things kind of fell off for me and I was in a funk, like so many people. And so last January, my mind was looking at my mileage, I'm a runner. You look at your statistics, you analyze everything. I'm also a coach, you know, and I'm also a teacher. So it's, I'm, an, I'm analytical. And so the last week of January last year, I was like, you know what? I got to get out of this funk. I got to get, I have goals to do. I got to, I tried to run 50 miles the last week of January, which I shouldn't have done that. And so I ended up getting a little bit hurt. And then as a runner, you know, runners have that kind of personality and they think it's, you know, one thing. What pain? I'll just go away at mile five. <laughs> right. You know, and uh, I'll just, I'll just need to stretch it or, you know, but. Um, What's that? What's so, <laughs> so I ended up getting hurt a little bit. And so finally I need, I went started going to a chiropractor and I started seeking medical help for it because I knew that with what my goals were, you know, the Olympics, I'm like, I got to make sure I get myself in a better position. I got to treat my, my body better and, um, you know, doing things. And so I ended up getting a coach and his name is, um, coach Jimmy. And he's from a coaching platform called run free and run free is run by the coach 
that runs it, he actually is Ryan Hall, who is the American record holder. Uh, his wife last year, or no, this year, she became the American record holder wow. for women, the same marathon he broke the record. Oh, wow. um, and so, again, I say the word blessed all the time, but it, I really am blessed. And I actually got to have some conversations with Ryan Hall, and I reached out to him a little bit. And so now I have people on the you know board with what my goals are, and I, and, you know, I speak the goals and everything like that. And so you know, I'm running now under their platform and their coaching and everything like that. So, and I also tell people all the time, and even just recently, I had someone I talked to a lot at the gym just the other day, last week on Monday, he randomly asked me, he's like, you know, have you, have you been working on your balance? And I said, actually, yeah, I have. I, I've had to go to PT uh, this year and I work with a personal trainer now. We're doing strength training, adding things on to my running. And wow. he's because I'll tell you what, your balance has gotten significantly better in the last two years. And I was like, you have no idea how much that means to me because like, I'm doing all this work yep. and I have no one to tell me how it looks. I have no one to tell me how, you know, it is. I spent so much of my running, well, I guess, call it career, but it's so hard and not just running, yeah. but any entrepreneurship, anything that you do, it is so hard to be the runner and the coach. Yeah. It's impossible. You, it's, yeah. you can't be efficient. You're going to drive yourself crazy. You're going to run yourself on the ground. So to have people give me feedback um, means so much to me, especially when they say things like your balance is getting significantly better or a friend from run free just analyzed my running form. And he actually, did, I just got the email back today and he said he loved it. And those are emotional moments for me because I'm like, okay, great. Like I'm not crazy. You know, mm. this is what I'm meant to do, or I am on the right track. Yeah. And um, so I am doing those adaptations and I am learning. I've been learning since, you know, 2013, like, what do I have to do differently? You know? And like, like, you know, I mean, we were saying earlier about kids growing up in the eighties and nineties, so much of it was, you have to take action and learn from your mistakes. And in my running journey, that's what it was too. You know, mm. it was me running from my mistakes. Like even last year, I'm still learning, you know, trying to run 48 miles the last week of, of the month when I basically ran like, you know, 20 miles wow. the first three weeks. So yeah, I'm definitely making changes as much as I can and working on hand eye coordination. But also lastly, I'll just say too, part of it for me is understanding that I'll go to the gym and I run on the treadmill and I, I'm on the treadmill and it's fight or flight for me. Like I can't look at the TV or I can't listen to the music or I can't talk to someone on the treadmill because if I do, yeah. I'm going to fall off. Right. So that's kind wow. of my, my disadvantage is my advantage because I have to focus so much more. And so I've had so many improvements because muscle confusion equals muscle memory. If I confuse my muscles, then it becomes yeah. muscle memory. So, and the, but that's what the products do. I mean, they are helping me to stay focused. They are helping me to be productive, right? And to keep me at the level I want to go, but also even further. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just to this day, it's just, it's very crazy to me. I don't want to mention who it was. I was just talking this morning with someone. It's like, it's just, it's crazy to me that runners are uh, this group of people who are very passionate, very committed to what they do every day. And like I said, a runner, you know, we joke about it, but they just, they want to run seven days a week. They want to be out there. It's their meditation. It's their, you know, their you time, their me time. And it just, it boggles me that outside of like goo and a couple big names, they're the, I think they're the most, you know, underserved community when you think about it. I mean, from clothing, you know, I, um, I'll say a quick story too. When we wanted to, for example, start doing slings, I didn't know what a sling was. I used to just wear a t-shirt and go running, right? I found out what a sling was. You know, I'm okay enough to admit that, but then try going out, trying to find to order 50 slings so we could, you know, put our logos on them. You could, I, I didn't know where to go. And I, you look that up and to buy a plain sling to design, like it's just, it's crazy. You know what I mean? So, and, and that's what I'm getting at to your point, like, I'm glad that we have this platform. I'm glad that people are on our group talking, asking questions. And I'm not saying, by the way, we're not the only one runners for a long, long time before 6 a.m. run. And even after, you know, God forbid when I'm done or if 6 a.m. run, you know, does something crazy happens and, you know, we're not here tomorrow. Runners, they unite. Runners are not. And Ben, you're in the, you know, basketball. When I was growing up, AAU 
we had soccer ODP, but we didn't have AAU basketball. And what AAU basketball, it's just funny when I'm hearing you say about running and the community and the people, you know, no other sport, nobody's going to help you improve really outside of if you pay a trainer or something like that. Right. So I look at all the other families on my daughter's like AAU circuit and stuff like that. And there's maybe a handful of people like I'm friends with that will help. But outside of those five, like nobody's going to help build up another basketball player because that's that's threatening to them, right? But it's crazy in the running world. Like even if you, like you said, I'm with you on the can't talk. I get so nervous when someone asks me, hey, run with me. Uh, do you want to go for a jog with me? Because I'm like, and again, I'll curse a little bit. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I got to talk for like an hour and run. <laughs> Like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to do that, but you know what I mean? And what they, I can say that to them, say, look, I'll go with you. You know, if you got to go faster than me, great. If you got to go slower than me, whatever, but I'll just tell you real quick, I can't run and talk. It's like, it's like walking and chewing gum, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's funny you say that basketball is cutthroat, right? And you have to figure it out on your own, especially the, the more you get into it, the longer you play, you know, I was very, very fortunate that. I actually, I walked on and uh, played collegiately for two years as a walk-on. And, wow. uh, but even then it was, the support was different, right? Mm-hmm. And it, you were constantly worried about yourself, even if you didn't try to be, right? Because, and you want it to be bigger than yourself. You want it to be about the team, but you're playing for minutes. Like you're playing to, uh, for someone's position. You're playing yeah. for something, right? But with running, the, the thing about running and one of the things, the saving graces of it for me being competitive mm-hmm. is learning. I have a lot of, of nuggets and, and things I, I share for the running community or I like to share, but, and I'll say this though, yeah. for the running because a lot of people in posts, right? It's 6 a.m. or just anywhere else, or they'll say something. And, and then in that statement, it comes up as like, am I a runner? Mm-hmm. Right. And that's like a peeve of mine. Like, well, yeah, you're a runner. Oh, and, but or if anything, hold on real quick. If anything, I'll paraphrase this. What I say, if anything, you're a, like, you won't even call it a jogger. Like at the right. end of the day, as long as you're not walking, your yeah. heart beats up, you're sweating, you're exerting effort. Like I say, I say to people, I finished the New York City Marathon. Jogging that shit was hard as hell. Yeah. <laughs> like I jogged it. I'm not going to lie to you. Running to me is like when you're kind of sprinting and you're going your yeah. fastest you can. But even finishing the New York City Marathon at a jog, like that shit was not easy. No, right. And I, I agree with you guys. It's, it's, you know, Ben, you're right. I mean, it, it, there's a lot of times in, in you know, I, I can speak for the 6 a.m. run group where, you know, right, people say like, oh, don't mind the pace or, you know, ignore my pace. And it's like, yeah, or, or you know, sorry about the slow pace or something. It's like, no, ignore the pace. Like, it's yeah. the miles. You got the miles in, you know, you clawed your way through it, you walked, you jogged, whatever. Like, you got up and moved. You, you did better than you did just sitting there. And, and I totally agree. I think, you know, I think everyone has to kind of learn that unless you're that, you know, top tier person where you're, you know, you're running full tilt with no issues. So so it's, it's, and you guys are, I mean, this is at the end of the day too, people that listen to this are people at the end of the day too. And, and, Mm -hmm. And I'll be very transparent with people what I'm going through right now. So like, and what it is, is like, so with Layla, right. You know, Ben just kind of alluded to this. I tell Layla all the time. I'm like, listen, you got to make the right pass. You got to shoot when it's right. You have to do the right play. Now, yeah. on the flip side of that, you have to do everything so your team wins. You you can't come off that court and one person say, oh, Layla Mahani was selfish, right? Because that's that's bad. That's a bad look. Now, but at the same time, I can't fault her, for example, if you're a high school player and you have a goal, a personal goal of a thousand points, it's not a bad thing, right? Like at the end of the day, you're setting a standard for yourself. Now, if you say that out loud, you're like Kanye West, you have no filter, right? But at the end of the day, what's wrong with that? Like I want to play so well that I score a thousand points. But if you say that out loud, right, it's supposed to just organically happen. Why Why can't a player have a goal of a thousand points? Right. And the thing is, they should have a goal of that if that's what their goal is, you know, and and I mean, like with me, like I my goal is the Olympics, but it's the things that you do and the character that you mm-hmm. with both basketball and running. Uh, I've learned this both on both ends of it. But with running, two things is number one, one of the reasons I love it again, because I'm competitive and I get to do this by myself. Uh, you're not you're not on a team. You're You're by yourself. And I've learned through races, especially I've mm-hmm. learned, and this is why I love running. This is why I want to do it. This is why I want to be a professional runner. I want to be in the Olympics because I've learned to compete 
with myself, but cooperate with others. I mean, I will cooperate with others wow. even on race day, on Olympic qualifying day. I'm cooperating with them because here's the thing. I'm going to work for you if you work for me, meaning right. I'm going to work as hard as I can for the next person in respect. They're going to do the same for me. Right. And with basketball, I look at it as I once pulled, we, uh, one time I was coaching seventh grade, uh, seventh and eighth grade boys, and we were up by 30 something. And, and my, one of my star players, he selfishly should have made a bounce pass to his teammate for a layup. And instead he decided not to make the easy pass. And instead he tried to take it to the hole and he tried to score a basket. And I pulled him out of the game. Wow. And I said, look, I don't care what the score is. You just try to make your play. And here's the reason he didn't make the bounce pass though, because he knew the kid he was bounce passing it to couldn't make layups. Wow. He knew that. So right. he, he did not make the right play. And I said, I guarantee you that I'm pulling you out now. So you understand this now that you make the right play. Yeah. It's not selfish to have a thousand points of goal. Right. But you also have to make sure that focus on the effort before the results. 100%. Your results you want are a thousand points or the results I want are the Olympics, but focus on the effort first. Mm-hmm. Make sure the effort is where it needs to be um, and doing the right thing. And again, it's, it's back to that. I mean, with my youngest, right? My youngest is six and I'm kind of like, all right, like, and I love, I love, I don't know why I've never played it in my life, but I'm like, all right, like I would love her to maybe pick up like tennis, even like, I know like golf, like I do like the aspect a little bit of individual sports. Look, teamwork, I will say helps you in business and helps you in so many other things. But I just feel if you're going to put the only thing I don't like about teamwork, and I'll be very open and honest on this podcast and say that if you have five people on a team in basketball, there's a meme that's out there, right? the guy that gets the A on the group project that didn't do anything, right? I just feel bad sometimes because I know there's kids out there that are kind of benefiting from hard work of others, right? Right. Maybe just on your God-given height, your God-given athletic ability. So what I like is, I know know my child, right? My child puts more hours in the gym than many other kids out there, right? And she's still not even better, I'm saying, but it's the effort, right? I, I think you alluded to this too. It just sucks that when you're with a bunch of people that don't put in the same effort. So like with my youngest, I'm kind of debating. And again, I I let the kids decide, but it's like, you know, as parents, you might nudge them a little bit. And I'm kind of thinking like with the youngest, hey, maybe try tennis or or women's golf, you know, things like that. And see how you like maybe some individual sports because the hard work you put in will matter when you face an opponent one-on-one, so to say. Like you talk about running, it's you, you're beating your time from yesterday. You know, stuff like that. It's It's really... Listen, sports, and we can talk about this and the psychological aspect of it, the the grueling, you know, you're a very competitive person. I I totally get that. So I know everyone listening to us right now is going to relate. I think we all have, a lot of us are, you know, in this community, a lot of us are well over 30, have one or two kids, you know, and are going through the exact same thing. So I'm so with you, Ben. I want to, as we kind of come around the last couple of minutes, though, I do want to say, I know Ari and I were kind of and you with some questions. This is kind of also too, we wanted you to be able to talk to our community. Did we miss anything that you wanted to share? Did I not, did Ari, did myself, did we maybe not ask something? What are some things you want to talk about, bud? No, I mean, and, and I said this before, I mean, I, I'm an open book and I, I love this opportunity in, in the, to have the chat and to get to know each other more. And I mean, and also too, to talk about the products and talk about, again, I mean, I, I followed you for a long time and I love Thank that. You you know, you're always on the front lines, you're always in the trenches. And so you're a product of the product. And that means a lot to me. Because again, for me, I'm okay with, you know, people asking me questions or talking to me. I mean, for me, it's about mental health. For me, it's about, Mm -hmm. you know, my adversity is someone's blessing, you know, someone's going through something as a runner or something else. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I want to continue to as a goal in life to be myself 24 seven. And by being that, you know, I can be approachable. And so mm-hmm. I love to, you know, give tips or, or get tips from runners, you know, and I think a big focus for me is again, to focus on, especially with running, you know, but focus on the effort before the results. You know, yeah. we do have goals. We do have things we want to do, whether for me, what my goals are or someone else's goals are, you know, just focus on the effort every day and being consistently consistent. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and the other thing too, I'll say, uh, real quickly about what you mentioned with sports, you know, and about the thing about loving about running is that it's just you. It's just mm-hmm. you and what you do. Whereas, unfortunately, let's face it, sports has gotten to the point where sports is so business oriented nowadays that mm-hmm. it, a lot of times, even if you do have the talent, 
it's who you know. Mm-hmm. And it's the parents or whatever it is. I mean, there's politics involved. Mm-hmm. Running, there's no politics. Right. There's no race. There's no gap in, you know, the money. This and that. It's, it's two people getting together, you know. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I'll say real quickly, too, is <laughs> I know, like you said, I, I don't like to talk to people when I run. You know, I'm in my mind. I'm in my own training. But the one other thing do, do I do love about running, though, is always having that reminder sometimes that it's just the blessing of people. Mm-hmm. Um, real quickly, I had a run, I had a two hour run this on Saturday and, uh, very long story short, I ended up running into a friend of mine, not on purpose at all. And he just got up and decided to run 20 miles on, uh, for his first time ever. He's a former NFL uh, player and he decided to run 20 miles, but he told me as I, I caught up with him and I ran my first mile and I was worried about my pace or I was knowing that I had to do two hours. And then as I turned around, I was basically passing him. you know, I was wow. like, this is my training time. This is for me. This is what I got to do. I said, no, you know what? I'm going to slow down. I'm going to run with him. He looks like he's laboring a little bit. Turns out he's running 20 miles. And so the last seven miles, we ended up talking. And he, his last quarter of a mile to reach 20 miles, he ended up getting the ending and he ended up crying. And it was a huge moment for him. And I was like, I am so glad to be part of this moment. Like, and there's a lot of other things too when we talk about those seven miles. But, you know, running is just that reminder though that, it is bigger than you, right? It's great to have those goals, but you're not going to necessarily have those kind of moments in basketball or those kind of moments in other sports. But the, in running, you can, right? You see it all the time. Someone helping yeah. someone across the finish line or you see the race organizers, you see, you know, just all that kind of stuff. So it is great to be focused, but don't run away from something. Don't run away huh. from your problems like I did. I mean, I did that for a long time. Have something to run towards. You know, when yeah. uh, you said, uh, I always get to where I'm going by walking away from where I've been. So I'm getting somewhere, you know, whether mm-hmm. it is the Olympics, do set your standards high, but don't put them on a pedestal. Like I think too, myself included, obviously, and, and you've been very open and, and you connected with us. So we all obviously know you and see you here inside our company. Where can people who are listening to this podcast and kind of want to keep up with you, follow that journey? A couple quick questions. When, one, when do you think some of the Olympic things will kind of maybe possibly come to fruition or maybe like open up? Like when do you think some things might open up where you'll know more information, like where you stand, A, and then B, for someone that wants to kind of follow that journey, would you like to kind of offer your social media some handles or where can people contact you? You know, some of the people you follow, the, you know, the coach wouldn't quotes and things like that. I mean, I think too, there may be someone out there that's listening to this today that kind of, you know, what I always say, and, and please don't take offense to this. I think whenever, however bad, sometimes people, we think we got it or we went through it. There's always someone else that kind of has it worse. Right. So I always say, say like, and I have clients, you know, we've had on this podcast that have had horrible stories, but imagine like what's crazy is there's always someone out there that went through even something worse. Right. Like, so, and I would love if maybe they want to reach out to you, they have questions. If you'd like, you don't have to, but like, what are some social handles? What are some places people can get a hold of you? And then also, too, what's the kind of trajectory, the timeline? When do you think like a lot of this stuff um, will kind of either start coming to fruition? So, some people who might have those questions and they're going to start following you can really tune in. Yes. So, you know, really, I think the Olympics, the fruition for that's going to be to like 2023, January okay. 2023. I have the Pittsburgh Marathon coming up in, you know, I have personal goals that I want sure. to time, but then also the, the qualifying times as well. Um, yeah. And, you know, that in March 26th, uh, half marathon, I'm really just, I know I'm in good enough shape. I'm just hoping that working with one free, uh, which is they're just absolutely amazing. Um, yeah. and the things that we've been building on that I'm going to be about 120 shape and for that, but I, it was 103 is the half marathon qualifying yeah. time to get uh, to the, the Olympic qualifying. The other one is uh, I think it's oh, wow. 218 for okay. the marathon. So, and I mean, right now I'm hoping to get 249 in Pittsburgh, just as kind of like a, where I think I'm at, you know? So I know I have a lot of work to do, but, and I, and I really don't mean this in, in a non, I'm trying to think of the word, but I mean, now knowing, like, for instance, I, I recently started you know, making sure that I'm going to be running with ASICs. ASICs is the running shoe I want to run with. 6AM mm-hmm. is, the, is the supplement brand I want to go with. And I have people behind me now that I didn't have. Right. In the past. So I do think that there is a chance I could, you know, get close to it um, because I'm putting myself in the right place to succeed, not only in my sense. actions, but the things I'm aligning myself with. Um, so my Twitter handle is Benji, B-E-N-J-I, Benji. Mm-hmm. H for my last name, 
86. And I post as much motivational stuff as I can every day on that. And yeah. people can connect with me as well, just on my regular Facebook page, you know, my name under there, or even just email me. One of my personal emails is uh, be encouraged every day at gmail.com. You know, so if anybody wants to reach out to me, you know, and cause I, this year is my eighth year anniversary of my brain injury and March is actually brain injury awareness month. Wow. And so I'm actually trying to do something where I did something through an app called Charity Miles last month mm-hmm. uh, for a foundation, the Epilepsy Foundation. And we raised, I think, close to $300 from people that were pledging. And so I wanted to do my own pledge in March. Um, wow. And I want to try to raise uh, money similar to that. And I have a goal of running 245 miles for the That's month. Awesome. And um, so, yeah, people can, you know, just get in touch with me that way. And it's more than just running, you know, it's, yeah, it's running and, and tips and this things like that, but it's more so about mental health and it's more, wow. you know, more so about um, just connecting with people. Um, That's awesome. Because if we didn't connect with people, I wouldn't have found, you know, 6am and I wouldn't have found different things because of, of the running community and things like that. So again, I'm, a, I'm an open book and I just love yeah. to talk to people about running and mental health. Uh, so anyone can reach out to me. Look, I mean, and that's that's the beauty of social media. And again, the internet, like when you're looking, unfortunately, you always find what you're looking for, but you can, uh, or if you have, you know, I had this idea that I knew runners need this product. And by the way, your kind words mean a lot to me. You know, there's a lot of sleepless nights and there's, you know, where Ari will be the first to tell you, you know, we all work our butts off here. And one of the things I'm trying to do for you guys, because you guys all care so much, are going back to podcasts, putting out better content, you know, continuing to build the community. But again, in the company, within the company, it's like, you know, I don't, we're not even four years old yet. Right. So it's like, there's a lot of like sleepless nights and things like that. So I just, why I say that is because so people like you, Ben, when you say the kind words you do, it's inspiring to me not to just, which I, I don't think I would, but to not give up. Like there are people out there that are like, wow, this helped. And this is potentially a game changer. And and by the way, real quick, I'll say, and this podcast will probably be published and aired. We're a little bit behind um, in our editing, but we're obviously publishing like one or two a week from now on. So we'll probably have this podcast out there in about three to four weeks. And when people hear that, like, you know, to get on GNC.com and some of the other platforms, like we're going to get on you know, it's because of the bends out there and, and, and all of you guys. So I, I want to take a time real quick as we're kind of getting close to our goodbyes to say that, you know, we'll put also to all the social handles for Ben, you know, we'll put all that in the bio of this podcast. I mean, again, I think, you know, I know what I'm doing more recently. I'm not following as many like celebrities and brands like I used to. I'm, I'm following people that motivate me and, and not just, like I said, a motivational speaker per se. I'm trying to follow people that really mean something or like have, um, I don't want to even say content, but have quality things to post. Like that just means a lot to me. So no, again, I'm, I'm so thankful for Ben, for you to be part of our community. Again, if I missed anything, let me know. I mean, I also think too, I'll just say this now, obviously we're going to stay in touch, but as things kind of progress and change, you know, continue to let us keep us posted. I know we'll obviously be on top of it. Um, maybe like in the fall and during marathon season, we can have you back on again. That'll be amazing. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I love to talk. So I know this is, there's a lot to, to say, but one thing real quick, cause you just made such a great point about following people on social media and, and, you know, whether it be celebrities, isn't that whatever it's amazing is, you know, when you do focus on content, you do focus on quality versus just the sure. name of the person. You know, there are, have been celebrities uh, that I've followed or people that are celebrities that I've actually reached out to. I mean, Ryan wow. Hall, who, who runs, you know, does run free training. I generally generically reached out to him. And it's amazing to me that he reached out back out to me, you know, we formed a relationship. So don't be afraid to don't just follow celebrities because they're celebrities, you know, like you said, follow people because of the quality of their content, because of maybe their character and maybe even try to get to know them. Don't just follow them to follow them. But I mean, if they inspire you, if they encourage you, uh, because my life philosophy is to encourage others, just to encourage ourselves, to love others, to love ourselves. So don't be afraid to, you know, reach out to me. Like I'm, I'm such an open book, but also don't be afraid to reach out to someone else if they've inspired you, whether they have a title or not, you know, yeah. I think that was such a great point you said, because you can actually form 
relationships with, you know, people in an industry that you want to be a part of. Yeah. Don't put any anything on a pedestal. Don't put anyone on a pedestal. You know, just reach out to them and and make social and do do social media right. Do it the right way. You know, right. I, I think if you do it the right way, it can be your advantage. Yeah. So I, I really appreciate the time. And yeah, and I definitely think I look forward to our relationship continuing because for me, it's that's what the journey is all about. And I actually, what's great too, is you, you're, like I said, you're always in the trenches and you're always helping out people and you're so about the product of the product, you know? And so I actually just today, you know, reached out and I got some, some more products, you know, I, looked, oh, wow. I need, you know, I need this, I need that. And so, and two, you know, just since you're a product of the product, you know, it's duplicatable because now, you know, I even have some friends of mine, some runners nice. and stuff that are asking me, Oh, do you like to see, take it? And I'm like, yeah. And I can give them a testimony both on because of the culture, but also because of the product. So I'm just right. super excited and yeah, coming back in the fall and being a guest would be awesome. Um, That's, that means a lot. No, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yep. So it was, it was awesome. a great, great uh, interview. I loved it. No, thank you so much. And like I said, we'll put everything in the bio. Like, thank you for, you know, again, being part of, you know, our, our community and, no, that really means a lot. Ben, if there's anything, like I said, we can do, we'll talk more. Um, again, for everyone out there that's listening, thank you guys for continuing to grow the podcast. It's growing week after week. And that's why we're we're getting a lot of great guests like Ben who have stories to share and are inspiring and and have, you know, again, a, a great, uh, you know, our, our kind of core values align. So this is really cool. So Ben, thank you so much. Everyone else, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Ari did have to step out. He's uh, one of uh, the hardest workers here that has like a bunch of meetings and a lot of business development that he's doing for you guys. So I'll say goodbye also for Ari. And Ben, again, thank you for your time. Thanks guys. See ya.